Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Let's start the show. Big day uh, out of Bark Alden this morning. West Tech begins this morning. Um, our Resonate team is all there. Uh, we'll be broadcasting there for the majority of the day and today and tomorrow. And go and say good day to everybody there at West Tech. Big supporters. Sean Dillon, the Bark Alden Regional Mayor, joins me this morning. Uh, Sean, good morning. These days, they just don't happen overnight. A lot of work goes into it, but... It's something that is needed. Um, the people of the Central West deserve a West Tech. It, it, it's so important to the economy, and the next couple of days will be very, very special. Yes, yeah, certainly, Dobbo. Good morning to you and your listeners. Yeah, very special. And, and the team of volunteers that worked tirelessly for three years between events, although this is actually only two years yep. because of the, the deferred COVID year, uh, it, it, they... It is a, it's a full-time occupation for them in amongst everything else they do. And you're right about its importance to the to the regional economy for two reasons. One, it, it's massive to see, you know, motels booked out, people staying in Longridge and Blackhall um, as vendors or, or people attending. But more importantly, it's the exposure to research and development, to new products, to um, market opportunities, to... Um, all gambit of things related to what the people of the Central West do uh, that's being brought to their doorstep and exposed to them over a couple of days, which they wouldn't have the opportunity without. So, yes, there's certainly a huge social opportunity and, and good cash of injection into the local businesses for two or three days. But I think the underlying thing here is exposing um, certainly sheep and wool and beef cattle producers to emerging products and new trends. Traditionally, you're, I mean, you guys, Barcaldon's such a proud town, and the Central West is so proud, and we know the tree of knowledge and the history around the Labor Party and the workers and, and the shearers and how it was built off the back of hard work. And agriculture is a big, important part, Sean, but what you've done and what the council and has really looked to is diversify. Now, if you look towards you know, Longreach and Winton and you look to Blackhall and yourselves, tourism has played a role. There's no two ways about it. A huge role and, and it continues to. And we only talked about the regatta, the, the rowing regatta that's taking place at the water park at Barcaldon last week. But the energy situation and, and what you're building there, the energy hub as such, and the excitement that will generate and the income that will generate from your neck of the woods is also a big, big factor. And no doubt there'll be a lot of displays at West Tech today as well. But can you just give us some insight into where you're heading with all that? Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, whether people's political philosophy allows them to embrace renewable technology or not, the reality is um, that there's certainly a, a very large, if not a seismic, shift towards the use of that technology over the, over the next decade, certainly even less than that. And, sure. And using it from a manufacturing perspective is something that would allow and does allow the diversified economy that's built on agriculture. Um, so the Renewable Energy Zone has been recognised as a significant project by the state government and, and has been funded in terms of the delivery of the key infrastructure um, or the trunk infrastructure to get that zone off the ground. And what it is is the, is the co-location of businesses that are, have got um, a high energy usage and so therefore are at the moment not really that cost effective until you can introduce an, a back of tariff, uh, a back of meter renewable energy source for them, which can be generated really close to them, if not on the, in the same precinct as is planned in the case in Barcaldon. So um, everything from protected horticulture 
to uh, urea production um, is what's picked for the breads and um, the relevance of something like urea in an agricultural community is high, but also uh, our proximity in Buckalden to the Northwest Minerals Province. We see hundreds of thousands of tonnes of, of explosive material trucked through us every year to go um, to Mount Isa. Well, if we can produce some of that in the, um, Central West, it'll certainly lower logistical costs and also lower the cost of production for even the mining sector if we're using green energy to do that with. Yeah, it's interesting. So, the, the, And you're a beef producer and you understand the pushback in different areas. And I think everybody, I don't think anybody in rural and regional Queensland has a problem with renewables. I just think that the way they've handled it with wind farms out of Rockhampton and just clearing native land and how there's one rule for um, renewables and there's another one for the agricultural sector, that's been the, the, the pushing point. I don't think there's anybody who would disagree with you that we need to embrace it to some sort and where there is a push towards it. Um, now, the timelines are... They're a bit murky, um, but it's it's about collaborations, I suppose, Sean, in a lot of ways now. Look, it is. Um, there, there's places things should never be built, like coal mines shouldn't be built, uh, open-cut coal mines shouldn't be built in areas of high-value agricultural land like Arcturus or Felton in some ways, and yet wind farms shouldn't be developed in environmentally sensitive locations. So find the fit. You know, the Central West has unique opportunities in that respect, in that there is the, the vastness of space and, and the similarity of ecology across the region. That There are places where things should be built to minimise the footprint on, the, on, on, on you know, the environment, but maximise the relevance for, um, for, for the outcome. And I think... Um, it, it's not going to be possible to build the volume of renewable um, capacity in immediate proximity to the areas around Townsville, Gladstone, um, you know, even even into Brisbane and, and sure. Bundaberg even. So look to the regions that can support that. Um, I think you'll find the Central West yeah, will, be, will be a willing and able partner provided there's some opportunity on the ground. Through what are you talking like jobs? Are you talking jobs, jobs. and jobs and revenue power too. and revenue yeah. back into your neck of the woods? Royalties is a, is, a, yeah. is a good catch-all. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you if you want something, you're going to have to pay for it. The gas industry learnt that the hard way when they opened up the Surat Basin. Um, but look at the, you know, and I know there's people that are unhappy about that as well. But look at the capital equity injection that that put into agriculture. You know, sure. that that's revalued sure. rural land. In, Queensland on a scale that it never happened previously before. So there is opportunities. Um, put the money there, put the opportunity. But the other thing we need in Western Queensland is is access to reliable power because currently yes. um, that's not happening. The state subsidised Ergon to put power into the regions, but it's, it's done on a haphazard, poor, low-quality, low-volume-of-supplied methodology um, that was fit for purpose in 1965 but is fast becoming... A joke in the in the 2020s, you know, a lot of places now are having to move themselves off the grid at immense cost, yeah. simply to maintain a quality of life. So, you know, if you want power to be generated in a region, give that region access to power on the way through. Yeah, you're right. And and, and look, how do you juggle it? And, and I mean, you've got a housing issue there as well as this grows and your town grows. The DNA is agriculture. And how do you not lose that fabric but also embrace? And it's as much as your job as making sure that you're 
your shire runs well, but you also have to be able to sell it as well, Sean. And and that's part of being in politics. And that's just the because there will be people, no matter how much you tell them the benefit of it, they just don't understand it. And that's no disrespect. They don't like change. It's it's unfortunately just the way the world is. But if you can get those royalties and people can see the town grow and you can see housing affordability become a part of Barcaldon and the Central West and that services improve, I think you'll win your town and I think you'll win the Central West. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and the, the examples of where this has not been done well only shine a bigger light on how to do it better. And I think that, that some of the issues we talked about in terms of the royalty return uh, are a big part of that. The Central West is a largely undeveloped region where if you compare it to, say, the Isaacs, the Central Highlands, um, the Southern Downs, where agriculture is still a critical part of all three of those regions that I just said. But it has uh, been allowed to develop and the livability has been enhanced through um, through the injection of mining, let's face it, you know, and, and that's allowed for bush roads to be sealed. That's allowed for grain hubs to be developed. That's allowed for water utilisation to be maximised. It's allowed for so much. It's been enabled through other types of economic activity. Now, as much as tourism is, is important to some businesses in the Central West, it is not the enabler that a large-scale energy production can be, um, and or a large-scale mine for that matter. But, you know, we're not talking mines here, and then the likelihood of that in the next little while is probably not high and certainly not substantial. So I think that if we want the people of any region and if we want traditional agriculture to embrace innovation they will do so where they see positivity to their business. If it's to the um, exclusive good of anything other than agriculture, then agriculture rightly is going to push back and I'll be right alongside them to do that. But where an industry can coexist and value add to the existing industry, let's face it, we're a low rate-based council where you know 30% of our rate payers are contributing 80% of the rates um, through agricultural land. So they are, you know, they are the only people that are financially contributing in any significant way. If you put large-scale development in rating systems, then move the other way. We could see a couple of big operations putting two or three million dollars in rates sure. annually into our council. Yeah, how, and that makes a huge difference. Yeah. That makes a Massive huge, difference. huge difference. Just quickly, and um, and we're really appreciative of you giving me some time. West Tech Field Day starting today, and I know how busy you are. The gravel pit issue. Um, any solutions? Uh, is it, and it's not just you; it's everybody's going through this at the moment. Are you closer to getting some sort of result? Look, the people that have been advocating on this direct to government are, are, are happy that government's listening, but frustrated that the pace of of the resolution is being pushed back by the bureaucrats. I mean, we are the only state that hasn't resolved this. This issue was resolved by the respective crown law offices in Victoria and New South Wales almost immediately. Um, this is something that is an absolute farcical bureaucratic uh, joke and the the, um, the lawyers in Crown Law need to get on and do their job and advise the state how to fix this immediately. Yep. Traditional owners are just as affected by this as local councils and ratepayers are. There is something like a $6 billion backlog in maintenance in rural roads and state-owned roads in Queensland as on top of flood damage uh, to them. That will not get fixed. That $6 billion figure will turn into a $20 billion figure 
if they don't fix this straight away. There is absolutely no reason why uh, we can't sit down with the, the, the traditional owners and get this resolved. They haven't asked for this. This hasn't been a pushback from traditional owners or First Nations people at all. Um, this was the whim of some ivory tower judge in the federal court saying that there was a possibility of something being affected in the event of, you know, gravel pit extraction. And everybody had a panic attack and the Queensland position was, let's stop using them. Uh, New South Wales and Victoria said, oh, let's find a practical solution. Uh, I just cannot believe that in 2023, we are too frightened to sit down and find a solution and tell the lawyers to do something the way we need it done instead of running around letting them run the show. It is farcical. Um, I applaud the ministerial level of the Queensland Government for uh, recognising the problem, but the bureaucratic level of the Government needs to be directed to find the solution because this affects traditional owner groups in the North, uh, First Nations councils in the North, uh, just as much as it does um, Bullier of Baku, Diamantina, um, or Barcaulden in the Central West. Uh, everyone drives cars. Everyone needs logistical um, mapping to, to occur, but we need to move our stuff in and out. If you don't have gravel pits, you will not build a road. doesn't matter whether you're in Queen Street, Brisbane, or Barcaulden, Central West. Um, the, the, the inability to resolve this matter within days is staggering, let alone the months that it's turned into, and the, and the more than 12 months futuristically that we're being advised could be the case. This, this should be resolved by the very least Christmas, but I would have expected that a practical solution should have been found before the end of the month. Yeah, I agreed 100%. Uh, really appreciate your time this morning. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Sean Dillon, the Barcaldon Regional Mayor, and let's hope the renewables, look, I think there is a really good opportunity here, um, and it's quite unbelievable what is going on. Thanks so much for being with us. Good on you, Dobby. Thanks, mate. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today.